everyone. Welcome back. Hope you all had a great Thanksgiving. It is December 2nd at 8.19 p.m. And I would say, what, 10 minutes ago the news dropped? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Russell Westbrook just got traded to the Wizards for John Wall and a 2023 protected first-round pick. All right. So the Wizards are stupid. Yes. Now, with this trade... It's the lateral trade. The only reason I think you make this trade is because I guess Westbrook really wanted out and you just didn't want to have him being a locker room cancer. Problem is, you're not getting any cap relief in this trade. They both have the same contract. Yeah, and if you, I, I feel like the Wizards, what are you thinking? Because they have the same contract. Realistically, right. quality of play, you're going to get about the same. Right. And you give up a first? The first round pick thing, it just gets me because I don't understand why you think you have to package a first. I get it because I guess John Wall coming off the Achilles, they don't, Rockets don't know how he's going to play and all that. But I mean, he has been practicing. Kevin Durant has kind of praised him on how good he's looked. But packaging him with a first, I get if you want to do like a second or maybe like a role player, I get that. But just giving up the first as well for an aging, not as good as it used to be star just doesn't make sense to me. Exactly. This doesn't make the Wizards any better. Like, you're giving up a first rounder. You got, if anything, because you give up the first rounder worse. Like, you did not gain anything from this trade at all. And let's be honest here. You're competing for what? I get it this year. They're going to do the playing tournament. So you want to get to, I believe it's the 7th through 12th seed gets in. So you're playing for one of those spots. But this roster right now, I'm going to read you this roster. Okay. So the starting lineup right now, according to ESPN, is what it's going to be, is Russell Westbrook, Bradley Beal, Davis Bertans, who should be a stretch four. I don't know why you're playing him at the three. Rui Hachimura and Thomas Bryant. Now, when you compare that to a team like the Hawks, who had a very good offseason, this team is not better than the Hawks. No, this team isn't better than the Wizards last year. It's the same team, just without John Wall. I mean, I wouldn't say that because the Wizards last year were horrible. But well, I don't think they're going to be good this year because you don't make this move. Why would you make this move if you're – I guess they must think they're going to win because uh, why do you make this move otherwise? This doesn't – like, it, this would make more sense if you were giving up, like, the stuff for, say, James Harden. But – right. Russ, who hasn't been himself. And then it has the questions of now the supporting cast, because let's be honest, in Houston, does Harden now really want to leave? Does he want to play with John Wall? We don't know if he wants to play with John Wall. And with Bradley Beal, we knew he wanted to run it back with John Wall. Does he want to play with an aging Russell Westbrook? And that's what I kind of guess we could transition to. Yeah. The Bradley Beal rumors are going to fly right now. Oh, I I can imagine. I mean... I open Twitter and everyone is just talking about Bradley Beal and he, that he's gone. The Nets, the the Heat, the any anywhere that a team could take Bradley Beal. Nuggets. Nuggets. Yeah, that's a good one. Like, it's just so weird because it's so close. Like training camp literally just opened, and you're gonna mess up your team chemistry. Both teams are. Yeah. You're going to mess up your chemistry this close to the season. It just doesn't make sense at all. This is a move that should have been done two weeks ago. No, I agree. I don't know why they waited till today to do it at night. Like, because now we have what? Like, what is it? 10 days before the 
preseason starts? About that, yes. So now you have 10 days, and both teams lost a key piece of their starting rotation. It's just you don't get financial relief. I don't get this trade. I don't get it at all. No, it doesn't make any logical sense from a financial standpoint, from a lineup standpoint. Why was this done now? What I will say, though, is this trade deadline this year is going to be fascinating. Oh, yeah, because Hart because now. Right, and apparently and if both teams don't work out, you know Harden and Beal are going to be on the trading block. Yeah, and speaking of Harden, Kevin Durant right. is now trying to save face, I guess, by saying that the Harden rumors are made up. But now, who knows? Right. Like, I get what Kevin Durant's trying to do. He's trying to calm it all down because you can't go in the season with the divided locker room, not knowing who's going to be traded, who won't be traded. I think at this point, most teams are kind of set. You know who's going to go into the season with. But this trade just, like, throws a monkey wrench into everything that I don't – I feel like everything's going to change. You know, I'm proud because this is something the Knicks would do except another (laughs) first-round pick on this, and they didn't do it, and I'm proud of them. For not doing it, didn't blow thirty million on Hayward and didn't blow first round picks on Westbrook. I'm proud of them. I would say this is a successful off season for the New York I'm Knicks, and it feels we very weird saying that. we could lose every game this year and not make the twelve play, and I don't care. I'm happy with the off season. But then you're not even gonna get the first round pick. It's Knicks luck. We're not gonna get the first round pick anyway. We we'll get the first round pick. I'm sorry, you won't get the first overall pick. Yeah, so that, we're not gonna get it even if we're the worst team. Or it doesn't matter. We're going to get, like, the 12th pick. It doesn't matter. You still get good value in that 12th pick. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. So we at least have the schedule for the mm-hmm. – oh. oh, hold on. For op- for open oh, – are we going? Oh, okay. Because uh, – no, we're going. I just wanted – I just got a uh, – I've had tweet notifications from Shams and Woj on, and I got a tweet notification, and I saw James Harden's name, and I had to pause for a second. Sorry, people. Te- technical difficulties over here. No, anyway. no, I just got scared. But <laughs> imagine that. Imagine bump. the hard news dropping while we're on. Earth. Oh God, I lose my mind. <laughs> um, that did not happen, so we're good. All right. So the schedule releasing. As a Nets fan, I absolutely hate this. What? Cause you have the Warriors now. Yes. All right. So in case anyone doesn't know, opening night schedule. It is Warriors at Nets. And it is, I believe, Clippers at Lakers. Now, I get why the Nets and the Warriors are the first game of the season. I get it. You're going to milk the Kevin Durant return. Cool. He's going facing the Warriors again, facing Steph Curry. But there's nothing I I do not want to see this team in primetime opening night. Why not? I mean, aren't you excited about this team finally seeing Katie and Kyrie healthy together? Oh, no, I'm excited. The problem is... Everybody else is going to be excited to see it, and everyone else is going to get ready to bash this team. And let's be honest, if there, if Kevin Durant's not Kevin Durant yet, and he has a bad first game, then all the whole NBA publicity cycle, all the media, it's all going to start. And that is, this is way too early in the season for all of this slander and everything to start, and I don't like it. I would agree with you, but without Clay Thompson, I just, I'm not high on the Warriors at all anymore. That's fair. I do think we will win opening night, but it's not so much with the Nets right now about winning the games. It's about how good Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving look. 
And if they look bad game one, opening night, TNT, you know Charles Barkley's going to rip them at halftime. Yeah. And is that really something you want? Eh, I don't know. Granted, I do enjoy having more primetime games. I always love the primetime games. So I'm not used to it. Yeah. It is a weird feeling opening the season. It's never happened before, I don't think so. I'm not going to lie. That's the fun. schedule for Christmas is pretty good. It is very good. A lot of good games on there. Um, definitely, It's definitely something to do on Christmas because I really wasn't going to, you know, with COVID, I'm not going out for Christmas. I'm not seeing family. So, like, you know, like I can just kind of no life basketball all day. Right. And for anyone who doesn't know, the Christmas schedule, it's Pelicans at Heat, which is obviously big box office game with Zion. You have the Warriors and the Bucks, which I don't know why the Warriors are getting so many primetime games. I'm I sorry, think it was but... because the schedule came out maybe before, or they planned this before Clay got hurt because they thought the Warriors would be back. That's the only thing I could think of because I don't want to see the Warriors that much. I'm I mean, not maybe, they'll be good. maybe they'll be okay. I think they'll sneak into a playoff spot, but it's not a team I want to regularly no, see it's in not, it's, This is not the 2015-2016 Warriors that were just, you know... No. Yeah, and then you have... The Nets at the Celtics. That'll be fun which to watch. Think, well, it'll be fun to watch, but thank God there are no stands because Boston would just destroy Kyrie Irving. Oh, it would, I anymore. wish there was fans. Maybe the, Are there no fans in Boston for Christmas? No, I don't think there's any fans at the NBA right now. Oh, that, would be, that would be so fun to hear. Oh, I would lose my mind. And then you have Mavericks-Lakers, which, of course, you have to have Luka and LeBron go at it. That's yeah. fine. And then Clippers-Nuggets. So it's a good slate. I don't like how the Nets have to play two primetime games to start the season. I don't like that, but it'll be fun to watch. At least your team is playing in primetime. It's the Knicks. They're going to play in primetime eventually. Maybe. Um. So, yeah, and I guess uh, one more thing to talk about in the NBA, I guess, is Le- LeAngelo Ball getting an NBA contract and LeVar Ball having officially all three of his boys on an NBA team. I mean, the prophecy was fulfilled. It was. Is it fair to say that? Pulled the trigger. I'm good for Leangela. Yeah, it is. I I don't know how good he's going to be. I really haven't seen him at this high of a level. I mean, he's good. I still think. Well, I mean, it's no risk because it's. I don't. I think it's just a camp invite. I don't think it's a guaranteed contract. So you really have nothing to lose if you're the Pistons. And let's be honest, you're the Pistons. Need some relevancy right now. Yeah, you need to put. I guess you need some something to make people watch your team, and everybody's always interested in the Ball family. It's always been that way. Yeah. And who knows? If Leangelo does good, maybe he, the Pistons drop him. Maybe he goes to Charlotte. Oh. You never know. I mean, Lavar did say all three of his boys are going to be on a team together. And if we're going to be honest here, I think Lonzo's a restricted free agent this year. Is he? I think he is. Hmm. I mean, it's a possibility. So imagine I mean, the, all imagine the the ball boys and teaming up with Zion in New Orleans. Not even that. Just imagine everyone going to Charlotte. Oh my God. God, Lavar and Charlotte with Michael Jordan sitting in a box seat. What a scene. Oh, that God. would be phenomenal. All right, so I, you know, I kind of want to combine these two segments. So I'm just gonna go on, go off on here. That's cool. Okay. Yeah. Um, I guess another big thing in sports to talk about was the. Uh, Mike Tyson fight. Oh, gosh, this. So, I didn't pay for it because I never do. I'm sorry. Let's face it. I know it's always going to suck and it's not going to be worth it. And I was 100% right. I mean, it ended in a tie. Like, I would, if I paid 
whatever money for this, I would I would have been livid because I want I wanted to see Mike Tyson kill him. <laughs> All right, honestly, if you pay the pay per view price for a boxing match, you you need to go to like Looneyville. I'm sorry, because. That's just a waste of money. I mean, as, as long as you have, like, a group of people together and you split it. That's fair and you split it. But if you're, like, one person and you're paying, I think this was 30, even still 30 for this, like, yeah. I would never do that. I mean, there's probably a lot of people, realistically, who paid for this just to see Jake Paul fight. Oh, God. Jake Paul. Can someone please punch Jake Paul's face in? I mean, Nate tried. Nate... <laughs> I mean, I feel bad for Nate because I think if you watch the NBA, you learn to kind of love Nate. But the problem is now his life is just going to be, his career is going to be encapsulated in a meme. He talked so much trash before this fight. Yeah. And then my personal favorite is the comparison of him and Apollo when yeah. Apollo's down in Rocky Four. I mean, it's a split, it's the same image. It's amazing. Yeah, and people have the Jake Paul edited Jake Paul and the Muhammad Ali thing with the yeah, it was bad. I mean, Jake Paul's ego is now the size of Jupiter. Yeah, the only hope we have is apparently Conor McGregor is going to possibly take a fight with him, so the world can actually be for I think the only time in his career be on Conor McGregor's side. I mean, I always liked Conor McGregor. I mean, I did too, but you know, he's out. He's out there, so. But, I mean, I feel like Jake Paul's just got the more punchable face. You know what I mean? Oh, no, for sure. And Jake Paul's got a punchable, like, attitude, and he's just hated. But, I mean, realistically, I mean, he's a smart dude because, A, he's making a boatload of money from all of this. Oh, I, you can't deny that. He, especially if he fights Conor McGregor. Oh, like... that fight's going to sell. And not to mention, I mean, to give him credit where it's due, he won. He beat. You know, a professional athlete who was a YouTuber to vlogging vlogger two years, two, three years ago, and now he's beating professional athletes in the square octagon. So, I mean, uh, I have a question for you. You know about the whole KSI Logan, I mean, uh, Jake Paul rumors, right? That was supposed to happen? Yeah. Is it bad I kind of want to see KSI and Jake Paul over Jake Paul and Conor McGregor? I don't think so because. I kind of agree with you because if Conor McGregor goes and fights Jake Paul, that gives Jake Paul so much legitimacy in the boxing realm. That makes him... I mean, it wouldn't if he gets knocked out in two seconds. But what if he does? That's fair. What, what if, if he, he ends up winning? No one's even talking about it. What if he beats Conor McGregor? Oh, God. I would need him to fight, like... I need Mike Tyson just to knock him out. I mean, I watched Mike Tyson. Kenny... I mean, I guess he could. Okay, Mike Tyson looked good. Now, Roy Jones Jr., on the other hand, did not belong in that box. No, he did not look like he even cared. Like, he looked awful. And considering the fact, I think his last fight was five years ago? And Mike Tyson was 15 years ago? And Tyson looked that good? Like, Roy Jones Jr., just hang it up. I'm sorry. Yeah, dude. Tyson looked like he was going to murder him. Oh, he probably wanted to. You know Mike Tyson. Yeah, I'm shocked he did well, what I will say is apparently, I don't think anybody really realized it, but there was preconditioned rules in this fight. So apparently there was to be no blood. If there was blood, it would have been stopped. So that kind of just like throws off a boxing match to begin with because there's always blood. Right. There was also, I believe there should, couldn't be any knockdowns. 
And no matter how anyone looked, it was going to be called a draw no matter what, which, I mean, if you're calling a fight a draw beforehand, it's just predetermined stupidity. And which should explain why Roy looked like he didn't care, and it, and it explains why Tyson still wanted to kill him, because Mike Tyson would knew it was going to be a draw, but he just wanted to beat the lights out of him anyway. Now, does Mike Tyson actually, you know, explore a comeback? I want to see him fight Mayweather. No. I do. I want to see that would, Okay, but that could never happen. Though. It'll That's never happen, but I still wish it would, and I would I would want to see that. I mean, I think the world would want to see it as like an exhibition, but like the weight classes, Tyson could literally break him in half. Like, it's not... I, I, I do want to see Tyson fight more. I really hope that this isn't like just a one-time return because he was out of money. I really hope he's back because I would love to see some more of Mike Tyson. I would too. It'd be interesting. Yeah, he looked good doing it. So, I, I mean, he's in great shape for his age. So, I would love to see him keep doing it. Absolutely. All right. So, MLB time. Um, so, let's go over the non-tended contracts. Let's just start off right out the gate. This is, makes my head hurt. My I mean, God. there's a lot of good players who are non-tendered. I mean, I think the two biggest ones are Schwarber and Eddie Rosario. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I. What are the White Sox doing? You're facts. You're fixated on these White Sox because it makes no sense. Because you go out and get Tony Larusa, who <laughs> everyone despises, so you're not going to get a lot of players, and then you non-tender Mazzara and Rodon. What are you thinking? All right, so Mazzara, he had a good season a couple years ago, but he kind of has fallen off, and he hasn't been able to get back to where he was. Now, granted, I think for a team like the Rays, if they like them, or like a Royals who can see like a low-risk, high-reward type of player, that's your guy right there. Yeah, speaking of the Royals getting rid non-tendering Mikhail Franco. I'm starting to wonder if his time at the MLB is done. You think so? Well, I mean, if you really think about it, the last stop on in your MLB career before you actually leave the sport is kind of the Royals. I think he can still be good, though. He's a good power hitter, but that's really all he can do. So, yeah, but now with the Universal DH, I feel like he could be valuable somewhere. Well, apparently, I don't think the Universal DH is happening in the NL this year. What? I don't think it's happening. Uh. <laughs> so, it's just AL this year again. Wow. All right, then. I mean, you still have an AL team that could use him. Oh, 100%. And especially with Schwarber. Schwarber's going to the AL. I just don't know what team he goes to. Yeah, that's weird that he got the same thing. There's a lot of good tenders. And I know you wanted to talk about the... Uh... All right, Cincinnati Reds. <laughs> yeah. What the hell are you doing? Getting getting rid of Brian Goodwin. What are you absolutely thinking? The Brian Goodwin thing doesn't even bother me that much. It's why the hell? At the trade deadline, you trade for Archie Bradley. And you have now just non-tendered Archie Bradley. He is instantly, I'd say, top five relievers in this free agent class. And you basically pulled an Indians. I don't know. What is going on in Ohio? I don't know. Because the Indians got rid of Brad Hand, and now the Reds are getting rid of Archie Bradley for no reason. For nothing. something in the water over there? I don't know. Ohio sports. What are we doing here? I mean, Reds, what are you doing? And you got rid of Kirk Asali, too, who's your probably, he was a good catcher. 
And I you're mean, there are good the... catches out there because Wilson Ramos didn't get signed anywhere yet. I mean, not a lot of players got signed. This is not how it works in no, MLB right it's, now. It waits. You wait. You have to wait until like the day before. I mean, that just does. It's so weird. Why? I guess I get it because everyone's gonna say, "Ooh, it's the COVID. We lost money." But I mean, you couldn't give money to Archie Bradley, really, and yeah, you're gonna you, lose. And you're you're gonna lose Trevor Bauer. You traded yeah. for him too. You traded for him, and you're going to lose Trevor Bauer already. So you're pitching shot right now. Your bullpen yeah. is back to square one. You need bullpen players. You didn't solve anything. You really didn't. You need your weakest part of your team was your bullpen. And you just got rid of your best reliever that you traded for midseason. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, the, the Reds, like, who's in the outfield now? I would, the outfield, no. Their outfield's fine. It's their bullpen that struggles. What is your bullpen at this? It's so weird. And then also, I'm just throwing out there, Rocky's not tendering David Dahl. That's a mistake as well, because I think he is a good outfielder still. Now, yep. I don't – and Corey Knievel, too. He's a, he was a good reliever. I'm not going to lie. If you're a Mets fan, which you are, there are some, there are some very good uh, relievers out here. Wait. Oh my god. What happened? Oh never mind. Okay. We're fine. I thought what? that the pirates non-tendered Jamison Tyon. I was about to rip the pirates. I was right. <laughs> I mean you can rip the pirates for a lot of things. They're not very good. I mean pirates. That Chris Archer trade. Good job, guys. Good job. They're irrelevant. It's kind of how it is. They're irrelevant. They are irrelevant. But that Chris Archer trade was even worse. But anyway, going back to the non-tender players, I think Eddie Rosario makes an impact for a contender right away. Oh, for sure. Um, that I guess the Twins couldn't afford him, even though I don't know why you wouldn't be able to afford him. But that really hurts the Twins, and that makes the contender very, very much better. And Schwarber, let's be honest, everyone can use a left-handed power bat, so. Yeah, it, there's, uh, yeah, everyone will take one. And there's also, I was reading an article about Ryan Zimmerman uh, possibly, you know, coming back. <clears throat> I think he'll come back. I don't want to see him on the Red Sox. Well, I mean, the Nationals are, were, would be waiting for him. I know. That's why he can't leave the Nationals. It's just one of those things, although it's 2020s, who the hell knows anymore. But it's just one of those things where I can't picture Ryan Zimmerman in a different uniform. I feel like he's too loyal. You know, right. there is loyalty in some players, and I feel like he's one of those players. Now, what does interest me is all of these rumors that the Red Sox are getting Corey Kluber. That's so interesting. It's interesting, but it also scares me. Just the fact that there's rumors that the Red Sox are going to get people is just such an insult when you wanted to not pay Mookie Betts, and now you want to pay people? Well, I don't think Kluber's going to be a big contract. It's not the same. It's not going to be a monster contract, but still the point is, because people were talking about them for big trades, too. The Red Sox are just, they're an enigma. If you're going to spend that money, you spend it on your surefire, arguably best player in MLB. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I know, like, because I know there was rumors about the Red Sox looking into DJ LeMahieu, and it's like... Don't say it. No, but I'm saying, like, it's not like LeMahieu's not about to get paid, because he is. Does LeMahieu get over $100 million? I, I think so, because really? I think... I really think that the Mets are go- – now that Cano's gone, I think the Mets are going to make a run. And uh, if he stays on the Yankees, they're going to need to pay some big bucks. We could be looking at like a five, six-year 
couple hundred. Six years? I don't know what he wants. I know he's not a big money guy. He might be a year guy. But he's 32. 32? I thought he was 30. Uh, a little younger than I thought. So then you're what? Like three, four year deal? Yeah, he's a 32-year-old second baseman. He's he's not good for six years. You're really drinking that Uncle Stevie Kool-Aid, aren't you? Oh, I, I thought he was 30. That's my fault. <laughs> but still, even over $100 million, you're drinking that Uncle Stevie Kool-Aid. I, did I say that the Mets were going to pull $100 million? I, mean, I did not. I think that someone is going to have to pay a lot of money because I think the auction bids are going to get high. That's fair. I It's still a crapshoot. Like, the problem with the MLB is if this was the NBA, all of these studs would be gone by now. You oh, yeah. know where they go. This is just a slow process. I don't even think they're doing winter meetings this year. And that's what a lot of players sign. So I don't know what's happening here. Yeah, because we're going to have to wait. Because I remember, I remember waiting for the Bryce Harper news. Oh. And it took, that man didn't sign till forever. March. Literally until March. They were in spring training. We were literally in spring training, waiting for the news to break. Speaking of Bryce Harper, while we're on that subject, does Uh-oh. is Bryce Harper mad at the Phillies? I would be. But here's the thing. You, you see, they've spent money. It's not like they have, they've pulled the Pirates and didn't do anything. Like, they got Real Muto. They spent on Didi. They, they spent on Robertson. They spent before an Arietta to try to fix that rotation. They've spent on players. Yeah, but Matt Klintak decided not to spend on the bullpen. The bullpen had, what, a 7.2 ERA this year? 7. Well, 5? I mean, I'm guessing he was thinking that David Robertson could bounce back. Obviously, he didn't. Obviously not. And now you are lost Real Muto, who Bryce Harper, one of the reasons, you know. He probably wanted Real wanted Muto to play with Real Muto, and Real Muto's gone. He's not going back to Phillies after the – Philly's owner was ripping him, saying that, and then that you get rid of Sixto Sanchez. That was awful because you have a in bad the re- trade for Jake in, in the JT Real Muto deal. Especially, you gave up Sixto Sanchez. No, especially because your pitching struggles and he looks like a stud. So I'm saying, now your rotation shot. Now you like your rotation shot. Your bullpen's gone. If I was Bryce Harper, I would be livid with the Phillies because he's stuck there. I don't think he has no trade. I think he. I don't think he has an opt out either. He, like he's no, he is stuck, stuck there for eleven more years. And they're waste. They're gonna waste Bryce Harper's career. Well, I mean, no. I mean, let's be honest here. The most criminal wasting of a career is the Angels. Oh no, for sure. Because that's just wow. Trevor Bauer, please go to the Angels so the Angels can make the playoffs. Yeah, uh, I don't understand. The Angels need to blow it up. I wouldn't say they need to blow it up. I say you give it a year, see if you can get some pitching, because you have a new GM. And then if that doesn't go well, I think you could see Mike Trout get traded next year. So you have some Mets news, actually. Um, yeah. And this breaking news, this is breaking news. Well, we got breaking um, news? Even Matt's is back. <laughs> My Which favorite... is not the news I wanted, but it's news. And Gazelman was uh, tendered. My so, favorite Mets pitcher. Oh, my God. I love Steven Matz. There's nothing better than watching a Steven Matz start, especially after he comes off a good start, that you it's, know he's not going to get an out. You know he's going to get absolutely shelled, and he's gone by second inning. I love Steven Matz. It's favorite clockwork. Matt. However, you guys do have some good news. 
Yes, we signed Trevor May to a two-year deal. We needed the reliever. We needed the bullpen help badly. Because let's face it, Familia is Familia's not good. I don't want to hear any Edwin Diaz slander. I'm not. I'm fine with Edwin Diaz. Okay. He improved. He improved. And if he continues to improve, he, he, he can be have a good spot on this team. Familia was trash. Oh, so we're going to have the Jerez Familia slander now? Oh, yeah. You just in general, this bullpen needed someone like Trevor May, and or I had thought it was going to be Brad Hand, but Trevor May's fine. I mean, you could still get Brad Hand, to be honest. We could, we could. I mean, but it's a quality signing. I can't hate it. It's a great signing. No, yeah, it's a good signing. As much as I hate to say it, I think he'll help the Mets. Yeah, and your Yankees. Uh, I'm hearing about a signing. Sign yes, pitcher too. Japanese pitcher. All right, let's see if I can get this. You ready? Yeah, Tomoyuki Sugano. <laughs> he is apparently getting posted by the Dragons in Japan, and apparently the Yankees have some very big interest in the right-hander. Um, he pitched good last year. I think he had a one point. I said before he had a one point something ERA. Nine, I think you said he, which is disgusting. Yeah, in the Japanese league, uh, he's thirty-one, so he's a little older. But, I mean, all I can hope for is just not the next Kei Agawa. Because yeah. anyone remembers Kei Agawa. My God, help me. Um, <laughs> and we did tender a contract to Gary Sanchez. Yes. So, I'm guessing the Sanchez is back another year. I hope to God we can maybe get something for him and trade him. Because you never know. Who's, who's going to – I mean, there's, a, there's a quite a few catchers out there. Okay. Right now. But if you're, a, if you're a mid to lower team, right? And you see Gary Sanchez is available. Wouldn't you not want to take that flyer? I mean, it's a flyer, but I mean, this might be the Met fan in me, but I mean, Wilson Ramos is still a free agent. Honestly, I would take Mike Zanino over Wilson Ramos. That is, wow. I Listen, Mike Zanino can hit that long ball, and I think he's better defensively as well. I, I don't know. Ramos is, Ramos is one of those defensive catchers. He's really good defensively, but his bat isn't that great. So you basically have Gary Sanchez again. Yeah, pretty much. Why would I want that? I didn't say for the Yankees. I just meant for a, another team. Oh, I'm just waiting for some – because you know someone's an overpay for James McCann. I can't wait for that contract. I thought the Mets were going to do it. You still might, to be honest. They might because because the Mets don't need a catcher. Because let's face it, I love Tomas Nito. He's not a starter in this league. Fair. He's a great backup. But he's not a starting catcher, so you you need a starting catcher. Yeah, you have McCann, you have Yadi, Yadi, <laughs> Yadi Molina on the Mets. Wow, and JK. I thought maybe they would try for Gary Sanchez. I thought that was a you know the slight the, possibility. The Yankees and Mets don't trade with each other. You know that. No, I know, but now now I don't know if. Stevie Cohen has other ideas. I don't know. He said he was open to it. I don't know if the Yankees I are. Yeah, I don't think the Steinbergers are open to it, to be honest. Um, I, I wouldn't think so, but you never know. But yeah, they need a catcher, and it's, they're going to overpay for this. Unless they know they're going to get Real Muto. Uh, I don't know. Because who's better? McCann or Yachty? <laughs> I mean, I get that Yachty has had like a Hall of Fame career. But I'm at not this a point G- in his career. I'm not a James McCann guy, so I would say Yachty. I think James McCann is an average catcher at best. It, yeah, it's 
It has to be real Muto. I think the Mets. I personally, I because I heard that the Mets might not be getting Springer. I think that I. Mm. So if we don't, if the Mets don't sign Springer, then yeah, I would say Real Muto is. You know, he has to be signed at that point. I don't know. I feel like you guys. I. I think you're gonna get Springer. We'll we'll definitely see. Um, but you know, I I hate when the MLB just doesn't when nothing happens because it drives me nuts. It's painful. And the same thing with the NHL. Um, we we didn't mention the NHL today, and we're not. And this is the only time because nothing happened. I mean, honestly, since free agency, I say the first two weeks of free agency, I haven't had any NHL news. Actually, you know what? I do have one. I forgot about it. Okay. The Johnny Boy Chuck retirement. Ah, uh, yes, near and dear to your heart. Yeah, it's very upsetting to see him go so early, but that eye injury was gruesome. Yeah. And I don't blame him for not coming back within a, in a COVID year. I don't blame him. Um, it, I mean, the Islanders use that money to re-sign Matt Barzell, but which is good. But like, you know, Johnny was great defensively, so that hurts. Mm-hmm. But we'll we'll see. But that was all that happened in the NHL. There's your NHL news for the week, people. Yeah, there's your NHL news for the week. <laughs> That's all we've got. Oh, well. All right. So for the last uh, long part of today, the main course, if you will, the NFL which <sighs> has a lot going on. So I guess we'll start out with. You know, what we have to start with, you know, what we got to start with New York football. It's back, baby. The Giants are in first place for whatever that means. But we have to talk about Daniel Jones being hurt. It always comes with the downside. It always comes with the downside. So we got Colt McCoy starting against the Seahawks. <laughs> All right. So obviously Daniel Jones injury, it's not good. No. Um, that being said, I don't think it hinders our chances to win that much. Because let's be honest, the main reason we've been winning games and being and it's been close games, we stay competitive, is the defense and the running game. Oh, for sure. And I mean that's not really affected, so I'm not that bothered by Daniel Jones's injury as much as a lot of people are, because I still think we do have a chance to beat the Seahawks. There's a chance, but I mean, there's always a chance. It's any given Sunday. Exactly. But I have a good feeling that the New York football giants are going to ride their wave of momentum. I mean, they have, you know, it's not an easy schedule the rest of the way. It's not, but let's be honest. We play in a horrible division who is going to struggle with their own schedule, especially next week. Next week's brutal for the NFC East. Yeah. Next week is absolutely devastating for the NFC East. If I'm seeing this correctly, you got, man, you got, Let's see. You got Giants. The Giants have the Seahawks. Eagles have the Packers. They're not going to win that. No shot. Washington's got the Steelers. Good luck. We'll get into it about well, how I feel true. on that one. That's true. And what do the Cowboys have? Cowboys have the Ravens. I mean, any other year, the Cow- that Cowboys going to be a little shaky, but I think the Cowboys can win that one, too. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, three. I will say three Monday night games. It's pretty fun. Exciting times. So, so now another quarterback who's been injured is my guy. Two of them didn't play. Um, giant, a uh, Dolphins still got the win, but uh-huh. it was the Jets. 
Yeah, I wouldn't really brag about it. But, it, you know, it was a 20-3 to win. I, it was ugly, but they won. Right. Um, Tua, for those who don't know, it's dumb. Um, and to anyone who plays sports, you know what a jammed finger on your dominant hand would do to you, mm-hmm. like to your performance. Like I was telling Mike, I jammed my pinky playing goalie in soccer like almost three weeks ago, and it's still not good. So, like, I could imagine, like, you can't throw a ball at an NFL level with an injury like that. And it does take time. So, he's doubtful in practice still. Um, Don't know if he's going to play next week against the Bengals. But if he doesn't, it is against the Bengals without Joe Burrow. That is what I was going to say. I feel like you want to target him to be ready for the week after against the Chiefs. Yeah, you need him for that Chiefs game, which, might I add, I think is going to be closer than I think most people realize. Like, I know people – I know the Dolphins are a mm-hmm. playoff team where I think that's agreed on, but I think they match up well with the Chiefs. And we'll get back, in, like, into more with matchups when it comes to the playoffs soon. But I do think that that game is winnable, so you do want Tua ready to go. I had a bad feeling about you guys against the Chiefs, but that's for another week. Cause... Yeah. I think you'll get blown out personally, but that's just me. That, that's just you, and we will see. I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm also ab- I'm abnormally high on the Chiefs for every week for some reason. So, well, I, I mean, I don't blame you. They haven't given you a reason to not be high on them. Ten and one, they've been dominant. They've lost one game to the Raiders somehow, mm-hmm. and they're not gonna. They're they're gonna roll. Because you you look at their remaining schedule, uh huh. They have they have the like let let's be real. They have the Broncos. Yeah, poor Broncos. They then they have the Dolphins. I mean, <laughs> you know, they're favored to win, but obviously, but you know, you never know. But then they have the Saints. That's a tough game. Yes. But then you end it with the Falcons. And you should demolish them. And the Chargers. I'm sorry to say this, but if you're in the AFC. Or you're a fan of an AFC team, and you the closest team that I think can give them a run for their money is the Titans. I think that the Chiefs can steamroll any other team in that AFC. You really think the Steelers are all that? No, I. that's why I said I think the only team that could possibly beat the Chiefs is the Titans. I don't like the Steelers. We're going to get into it in a minute. Okay, with I, I misheard you there because I was about to say, like, wait a minute. <laughs> no, I think the only team that could beat them is the Titans. No, I, 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 I can agree that. I mean, somehow the Raiders did it, but, you know, any given Sunday. <laughs> any given Sunday. Oof. Yeah. I, I will say, though, on the Chiefs, their running game isn't as good as I thought it was going to be. Like, I, mean, I know that's... it's better, but I thought having Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Le'Veon Bell would do something, and it really hasn't. I mean, for to be honest here, I don't think Le'Veon Bell is the same player. He's not. He's not. Like, I think he's going to be towards the end of his career here very, very soon. Like, I know we ripped the Jets, but that wasn't the worst. Like, and I had, I, I, whoa, had whoa, 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 time, whoa. I had even said at the time that I would have, if I were the Jets, traded Le'Veon Bell. Uh-huh. Just not when they did it and for, and cut him, not cut him. They should have traded him Okay. in the offseason. That's but fair. getting rid of Le'Veon Bell, I agreed with for their team. That's fair, but I mean, it's not an improvement for their team. Let's be honest here. No, there's no improving that team except launching Gaze into the sun. That and they need like a higher power somewhere, just like bless them with something. 
Yeah, or someone to or the Johnsons to sell the team. But what can happen? <laughs> uh, um, next on the docket, um, I mean, I guess we'll go back to the NFC East because it's always a story. Carson Wentz. What is Carson Wentz? A backup quarterback. Oh man, like I want to. <clears throat> I want him to succeed. I want to see him do well. But he has been so bad. And even the Seahawks, the, the Eagles could have won that game. It's not like they mm-hmm. were out of it. Oh, definitely they could have. Yeah. And if I'm going to be honest, Carson Wentz blew it. I mean, that interception in the end zone was unacceptable. I don't know how this guy went from the MVP to in two years this bad. Like it is, this might be the biggest downfall of a career I've ever seen. Like you, I could understand to a certain extent a decline in performance because let's face it, who do the Eagles have? Uh, let's face uh, it, Doug Peterson sucks at play calling. Okay, but he did win a Super Bowl. I will throw that out there. Yeah, he did win a Super Bowl. I'm not going to never t- ever take that away from him, what he did. But mm-hmm. ever since, he has been not good. That's fair. And I get there's so many injuries, and you're playing with a practice squad, and maybe Carson's hurt himself. Maybe Carson's playing through an injury. But <laughs> it's just the awareness isn't there. The decision-making isn't there anymore. But that's not stuff I think that really an injury affects you. That's just your poor play. I know. I mean, again, Carson Wentz plays better when he rolls out of the pocket, and I only see like you can only see him do it like once a game. Yeah, because well, I mean, their offensive line isn't the best either. So, there's but that. that's the thing. You sh- he should roll out. You should have more designs rollouts. And let's face it, the why didn't they play Jalen Hurts? I feel like soon you're gonna have to do it because. Let's pull up the Eagles schedule, shall we? Like, when do, when's the, when's a good time? To, if anything, there is no good time to do it. There's no good time to do it, but you got to get him reps. All right, point. let's just say hypothetically here, he throws two picks against the Packers. Are you putting in Jalen Hurts? I guess it depends on this uh, against the Packers. See, that's tough. I mean, it's either that or you do it. We play Week 14. You're not going to do it against the Saints. No, but if you wait those two weeks, because what, what happens if the Eagles, I don't know, compete those two games, right? Because their last three games, Cardinals, Cowboys, Washington. It's not out of the picture that they can win two of those games. But the thing is, do you make the transition because you think he gives you the better shot to win? That's the thing. I mean, it's just that you don't want to throw him into the – you don't want to put your rookie – in his first ever game against a team like the Packers or the Saints. Unless, then you're you're gonna, unless you're gonna, you are confident your O-line is going to protect him, and they won't. Yeah, no, that's not going to But then the best game to do is Week 16, and at that point, why would you put him in for Week 16? Well, I think it's just to get him experience for next year. And actually, what, if you, what if you're in the division race, Silva? Which you probably will be. You probably won't be. Because, okay, so if you're in the divisional race. Uh-huh. Odds are they can be in the race and still lose to the Packers and Saints. Right. So realistically, if you put Jalen Hurts in against the Cardinals, who don't have that great of a defense, mind you. Okay. They don't have a good secondary. Uh-huh. So you put Jalen Hurts in there. Then his he has the Cardinals, Cowboys, Cowboys Washington. Right. Washington. So you're, okay. that, that's what the size of the division. So you could realistically lose the next three games and still win the division. As disgusting as that sounds. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's going to happen, but this division, it's so weird. Yeah, because the Cowboys aren't good either. The Cowboys suck too. The Cowboys always suck. I'm, I mean... No, but they suck, suck. 
I don't know when we're going to realize this, people, but all you Cowboys fans, this isn't the 1990s anymore. Like, when you when I mentioned how bad the Cowboys have been the past two decades, you can't keep bringing up the 90s anymore. It's You guys are bad. I'm sorry. You got to – I think it's just Jerry's losing his touch. I, I hate to rip on Jerry Jones, but I think – Oh, no, he cannot be the GM anymore. That is just outlandish that he still does that. That's crazy talk. Yeah, I, I, he shouldn't be the GM anymore, and you can't make Mike McCarthy the GM. So just, just get I don't think GM. you can keep Mike McCarthy in general, to be honest. I mean, he has not shown you anything, but I will give – you have to be willing to give him a pass at this point because, let's face it. A pass? For this, you're not a pass in the sense that he should be forgiven, but in the sense that he should get another chance because they don't have Dak. But still, like this division, it doesn't take much to win this. No, we have three wins. No, it's not good. But you know, and it's not like Andy Dalton is awful. No, he was pretty bad. Okay, but he's still a competent quarterback. Like, yeah, I I don't know. That was it. It is bad over there in Dallas. They do have a lot of injuries. I will say that this Ezekiel Elliott isn't the same player. Let's 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 be honest here. Ezekiel Elliott was made by that O-line, and I think that's been proven now. I think he was made by that and having Dak. And if he doesn't have – pretty much doesn't have both of them right now, it doesn't work well for him. Because he, I mean, he was even in the decline as the line didn't – like, even with Dak, like, last year, when the line was just not as good, like, he still wasn't all of that. Right. I don't know, it's, it's tough for you Dallas Cowboys fans. Yeah, I think it's also tough for Denver Bronco fans, which segues into our uh, next. I feel bad for the Denver Broncos. I think the world should. I think that's ridiculous. I think that they shouldn't have played. And especially considering the league bent over backwards to accommodate the Steelers Ravens and Mm -hmm. bent triple backwards to accommodate the Titans, who let's not forget absolutely 100% violated COVID restrictions. Like, they violated the rules straight up. They were having practices in quarantine and didn't right. even get punished. And the league right. changed everything for them. The Broncos are left to die, literally left to die with no QBs <laughs> against the Saints. I The only thing I can think of with this is they're really protecting the teams they know make money and are the really good teams that have chances to win. And with the Broncos, I guess they kind of think, like, who cares about Denver? Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's still messed up because it, there's draft picks on the line. There's players' careers on the line in these situations. And the fact that you're putting out a team – you're letting a team play that has doesn't even have a quarterback, it's, it's a sad story. It is. Like, I give all of the credit in the world to Kendall Hilton. Because the man was a practice squad wide receiver, who had not played that bad. Considering was... that he didn't t- get any practice, no, he went out exactly. There and and considering already. he's not a quarterback as well, he I wasn't mean, he played quarterback in college for Wake Forest. I mean, everybody plays quarterback in high school and college. That's whatever. I mean, he played for Wake Forest, which is you know it's a team, it's a D one team. It's not like he you know was bad, but I mean you know he was a wide receiver, he transitioned to wide receiver, but the man was doing sales and got a call. He was on the practice team. And then he was like, oh, hey, by the way, you're our starting quarterback against the Saints um, tomorrow. I have a real question. If you if you pick up the phone and you call Tim Tebow, is he coming in? 
Is it Tebow time again? Well, Denver? see, the thing is, because people were asking why didn't they sign Tebow or Kaepernick or any of these other guys. I mean, they didn't have enough time. But... Yeah, that's the thing. Is they don't because they're not going to have enough time to clear the protocol and learn the playbook. Because at this point, at least Kendall Hilton knows the team. But that's what really doesn't make sense. Like you keep moving these games. Like we played a we played a Wednesday game. Yeah, today today a game was played today. Like three... you could have at least moved this Denver game to at least Tuesday, so they had somebody. Yeah, and what's even crazier is this, this the game that was today was at 3.40. Not even prime time because NBC had the rights to the Christmas tree lighting ceremony tonight <laughs> and didn't want it to get interrupted. So if you're in the NFL, uh-huh. you, I hope you learned your lesson. I, I hope you learned your lesson because you just lost prime time to a game that people thought were, was going to be good. Keyword, it, thought because it wasn't. It's it's a real awful scenario, and I don't even I you can't defend the NFL at all. I'm sorry. No, you can't. It's so, it is such a shame that the Broncos are put in this scenario. I get that the season's a wash, but it's still not fair. No, it's not fair to mainly Kendall Hilton. <laughs> Props to that guy, man. He he played hard. He played he played hard. Yeah, you got that NFL paycheck going. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And I mean, and and I will apologize now. I was talking a big game about Taysom Hill. And I get that mm. maybe the game plan was a little different because that there mm. was a team without a quarterback, but he looked bad. So are you finally hyping off the Taysom Hill bandwagon? I'm, I'm hopping off the taste. Not so much. I'm hype, hopping off the Taysom Hill bandwagon in the sense that he's going to be really good. I think he's, I don't know. Is he better than Jameis Winston? I don't know. No. no. Oh my Not, God. No, no, Did you really no, see no, that? No, no. Don't I'm not saying right now. I am saying if you give Taysom Hill full offs because we haven't seen Jameis Winston yet. All right. I get all right, okay, hold on here. Time out. You say you give Taysom Hill a full offseason. He has been a saint his whole career. He knows the playbook. Not fair. I don't know. There's, there's no defending that. So like, what do you put in Jameis White right now? Oh, I, I put Jameis Winston in to begin with. Well, I agree. I would have, too, because I thought Jameis played more time at quarterback. I have never seen a head coach have more faith in a player than Sean Payton does in Taysom Hill. And I can never figure out why he does. But he must. there must be something we're not seeing. Because Sean Payton's been in this league for a long time. Sean Payton is a good coach. I think, that, I think we can say that. It's fair, but he must see something in practice with Jameis that is leading him to believe that Taysom deserves this role. I don't know what he's because it's not like the season's a wash and they're just like, hey, let's see what he does. Oh, no, you're a what are they? The two or three seed? They're the two seed. Yeah, like you're a Super Bowl contender again, but yeah, you they are legitimate contenders in right now. Actually, they're the one seed, are they? Yeah, the Packers are eight and three. Wow, NFC is god awful. Holy heck. Yeah, so the Saints are the first seat. So like you're like you're going for a Super Bowl right now. You think they're gonna get screwed over by the refs again? <laughs> It'd be so funny. They don't need to because is Drew Brees even gonna come back? Yes, Drew Brees will be back for the playoffs. He's not gonna I, play in the for regular season. I hope so. I, for their sake, I hope so. He won't be in the regular season for the playoffs. He'll be back. I I hope so, and I guess that uh, leads us right into. The playoff outlook. So I guess let's take a look. So um, I, I have it pulled up here. So as of now, let's start with the NFC. The Saints are the number one seed at nine and two, and mm-hmm. the Saints are pretty much 
a lock to get into the playoffs at this point. And they'll win the division. They're locked for the division. Yeah, because let's face it, the Bucks aren't. Well, we'll, we'll get into the fraudulence to, of the yeah, Tampa so Bay Right now, you have the Seah- Saints at one, Seahawks at two, and Packers at three. They're both eight and three. Sounds about right. At the four seed, you have the New York Football Giants. The New York Giants at four and seven. Football's back in New York, baby. The five seed is the Rams at seven and four, which is one of the most disgusting things I have ever seen in football. Mm-hmm. Then the Bucks at seven and five, and then the Cardinals six and five. I mean, if you want me to be honest here, I think that's probably going to be your playoff picture. Uh, I, mean, I think those are the teams that are going to make it. I agree with that. I think the order might change a little bit, but I can right. I, I can agree. The only team I could see up rooting the Giants is Washington. Um, if Fair. Washington gets a little hot because Alex Smith's playing really well, you never know. Uh, right. let's, calm, let's calm down there. It's Washington. Let's remember that. I mean, they won on Thanksgiving. Wow, they beat the Cowboys. That, I mean, that, that's what they needed to do. I mean, yeah, but still, it's the Redskins. Like, they always find a way. Well, oh, sorry, it's not the Redskins anymore. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I don't want to be canceled. I'm sorry, people. They play the Steelers, so I doubt that's a win. But. Mm, fraudulent Steelers. Know. Okay. Now the now AFC. Now we're looking at the AFC. AFC is the interesting one because the NFC is pretty much a lock, which is, it's normally the other way around. But. So right, we have weird. Obviously, the Steelers are undefeated still. I have they did they clinch the division yet or no? I uh, no because the Browns are eight and three. Okay, so but I mean I'm sure they'd probably clinch a playoff it's spot. It's pretty. They've clinched the playoff spot, and uh, I highly doubt that they're gonna lose out. No, they'll be they'll make it. They're yeah, because I highly doubt that. So the Steelers are pretty much a lock for being in the playoffs somewhere right now. They have the bye. Number two seed is the Chiefs, like who we said, just unstoppable. It seems. Three is the Titans at eight and three, who we think could, you know, be the only ones to stop them. Four is Buffalo at eight and three. Um, five is the Browns at eight and three. Six is the <laughs> Dolphins at seven and four. And then the Colts are at the seventh seed at seven and four. I think those, I think that's who's going to make in the AFC as well. I don't think there's going to be much change here. No. Um, the only thing maybe is the Raiders kind of sneak in. Maybe. I think. Something you might see is the Steelers might lose a game or two, and the Chiefs might take the first seed. That could that I could see happening. Yes, I mean, it really depends on Miami here, Miami and the Colts, <laughs> because the Raiders are. Let's face it, New England's even five and six. So I mean, if these if one of these teams collapses, well, New England's not. Are New you England, Baltimore, for... and Las Vegas are not that far Wait. out of it. Are you calling for the biggest Bill Belichick comeback in his career? I mean, they've they, they've been hot. They're five and six. I mean, okay, so I mean, they go Chargers, Rams, two winnable games. Dolphins, uh, two three. I mean, that's they're tough, but they're winnable. Dolphins. Who are they playing next? I'm trying to look. Bills. And week seventeen is the Jets. Yeah. Again, they have a tough schedule coming up. But if they can put them, if they can win some of those and put themselves week seventeen in a position to maybe sneak in as the seventh seed, I wouldn't be shocked. That's crazy to think about Bill Belichick in the playoffs. After all, 
I mean, again, it's unlikely because that's tough. That's that's asking a lot because that's a hard schedule. But I mean, it's possible. Um, I've the, seen crazier things. Exactly, the Colts. I mean, you never know with them. I don't believe in the Colts at all. I don't believe in them. I mean, Phil Rivers is God bless him playing great, but. I just feel like the Colts are one of those teams that are always kind of there, but they're never actually going to do anything. Yeah, so this is one work. of those years where the playoff picture is pretty set in stone. Like, the seeding is so. a little different, going to be a little different. There's a little competition in the AFC. It's kind of separated now after the Ra- Raiders and Ravens lost. So it's a little more defined. But, I mean, as of last week, I mean, you had, like, a five-way tie for the six and seven seed. Right. I'd say this is pretty much what you're going to see in January. Yeah, unless the only thing I could see that maybe happens is the Browns collapsing. But no, I think the Browns are in. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't see them collapsing at all. You got a good defense. What you do? And I don't see – I know the Bills and the Dolphins still are pretty close in the division. So, I mean, that could happen if the Bills have a bad game because the Dolphins do have a decently easy schedule coming up. I don't know. I it's. I feel like they're both even. That's the thing. They're even. Week seventeen is Dolphins Bills, and that could decide the division realistically. Oh, 100 percent. That's fair. So week seventeen is going to be very good this year. Yes, week seventeen is going to decide like three or four divisions. That's going to be very interesting because I don't even remember the last time that's happened. No. And then I guess one. I, I know this isn't really a playoff picture, but are the Jets going to win a game? <laughs> so you want to get into it? What I think they're going to win the game. <laughs> Um, yeah. So, we have compiled a list of teams that are frauds. Like, just, yeah, teams that aren't good. They're just not good. No matter what anyone says, you just watch it. And, like, the record pretty much, they shouldn't have the record that they have. Exactly. That's what we're going to say. And the, you want to talk about the number one team you're, uh, the team you bragged about last week? All right. So, I'm getting freezing cold caked. Um, Mm. I said last week for clarity that the Raiders were going to go on a run and make it to possibly the AFC championship. That was just ludicrous. It was a hot take. It was, it was, was, it was a hot take. (laughs) And I was, wow. I, yeah. Um, AFC Championship game. Words cannot describe how disappointed I was when, as that game went on. Wow. So, you mentioned when I think the Jets are going to win a game. Well, I think look no further than this week against the Las Vegas Raiders. Oh, man. I mean, wow. They got to win eventually. There's no way they don't win the game. I mean, this game and- is really bad. Like, Oh, it's always oh, awful. I but I that. will say, with Sam Darnold coming back, I think that I, – I mean, they, they have all three of their receivers back. Sam Darnold's back. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I can see them be – the Raiders – you can't lose like that to the Falcons. And the Falcons aren't great either. They're not good at all. They're not good at all. They're a bad team. They're a bad team. You can't get blown – like, it's one thing to lose – for the mm-hmm. Falcons, I wouldn't be on them if they lost to the Falcons. You know, any given Sunday. But to right. lose by 37, 40 points, you can't. That's a lot. That's a lot. And you only scored three. You didn't even score a touchdown. It, it was bad. That was 
And yes. I'm a big Derek Carr guy. I like Derek Carr more than Yikes. most people do. But you can't really that defend was... it. Wow. Now, I will say with the Jets, though, if they don't win this week, they're not going to win a game this season. No, because, again. Because have... the next, I believe, hold on, let's look. Next is the Seahawks. And then it's the Rams. Nope. And then we go to the Browns. Nope. And then we go to the Patriots. So they might be able to win that one. That's they possible. might beat the Patriots. But if the Patriots are playing for a spot. You're not going to beat the Patriots. No. And that's, if the Jet- and that's if the Jets stay healthy. Absolutely. All right. Second fraud team. Uh, second fraud team. We got the Bucks, And I think, I think everyone is in agreement here that the Bucks with the Weapons they have around Tom Brady, mm-hmm. the sheer just you. It looks like a super team. In fairness, this would have this would have been a super team in 2012. That's what I will say. No, for sure, but they still have a lot of talent there. You still have Godwin and Evans. You still right. have Antonio Brown can still play. He's your third <laughs> wide receiver. Okay. For them to be seven and five. And let's face it, they're only seven and five because they beat up on bad teams. Yeah, yeah, pretty Every time much. They've played a real team; it's been ugly. And apparently, there is the rumors now of the locker room drama between Bruce Arians and Tom Brady, which I think we saw coming because I feel like Bruce Arians wants to coach his way, and Brady wants to play. His I way. they don't. What's weird to me is they never seem to. I never saw them as a good fit chemistry wise. No, I never saw it as good fit chemistry wise. It was shocking to me. I th- I thought it was just more of Tom Brady once wanted to stick it to Bill Belichick and say I can win without you, which let's face it, he hasn't proven because I mean yeah they're seven and five, which is a better record than New England. But let's face it, uh, you watch him play the Saints and Packers and get blown out and. Honestly, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick is kind of like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Right. One with one without the other, it's okay, but it's not that same as if they're together. Yeah. And if the playoff picture stays the same, they're not beating the Packers at home. In, in, in <laughs> they're not going to beat the New York Football Giants in that play wild card That's game. That's what I'm saying. They're not winning an away playoff game. My ego is way too big with the Giants, I gotta say. Yeah, wow. they might beat the Giants, but if they beat the Giants, they ain't going anywhere after that. Damn right. All right. Next now the third team. fraud team. Now I know I this, is, last week. this one's gonna be obvious, and I think a lot of people are gonna agree with this one, especially um with today. Sorry, I got sidetracked. I got a notification for news. I'll talk about it in a second. But I don't say it's James Harden. It is not James Harden, it's it's just the amount of money that Steven Matz is getting. It's oh, $5.1 million. That's an overpay and a half. Continue, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, so the Ravens, they're not. <sighs> they're not I, mean... I, I get that they didn't have Lamar Jackson today, who also hasn't been good this year, but is better mm-hmm. than RG3 and Trace McSorley. So, right. I mean, I gave my opinions last week, if you listened last week. I do not. I think the Ravens are overrated. I think Lamar Jackson's overrated. So this does not surprise me at all. I love the gas bags on TV, though, who predicted this team to go undefeated. 
That has just made me laugh with how bad it is. Looking at you, Colin Cowherd, by the way. I cannot believe, like, I, 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 this team isn't good. No, they're not what they were. They're not what they were. This is what happens when you rely on one thing for more than one year. Because it worked great last year. This is exactly what happens with Washington and RG3. This is exactly what happens with Kaepernick. This is exactly what happens with all of these quarterbacks. Is they do the same thing. It works one year. Defense mm-hmm. figure it out. They don't. They double down on that one thing. Like the Ravens basically tripled down, saying we're doing nothing but running the ball, and it's not working. It's like I said last week with how Lamar Jackson is an elite for this very reason because the elite quarterbacks they adjust and they're able to continue being great, and Lamar Jackson hasn't done it. And that just speaks volumes to it. How much you want to pin this uh, Ravens team on uh, Harbaugh? I think the play calling has something to do with it. But you're not going to find a better coach out there than John Harbaugh. So I I think he is a good coach. His brother, not so much. But John is, I I think we can say, is a mainstay in coaching. I like Jim Harbaugh, but that's just me. So the next fraud we have down, I disagree with. (laughs) Um, I think there's a little disagreement here. Arizona Cardinals. All right. I disagree with this statement. So I want to hear what you have to say. I don't think they're world beaters like everyone thinks they are. Because, yes, you do have the dynamic duo of DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray. But you are one Hail Mary pass away. If that went wrong from be to being what are they gonna what would they have been? Well, let me look. They would have been five and six. Your one Hail Mary pass made you six and five instead of being five and six. This team is not that good. Okay. It isn't as good as the Rams, and they aren't as good as the Seahawks. They're just not. All right. So the I'm not gonna deny that the Cardinals, I thought, I mean, Kyler Murray's having a hell of a year. DeAndre Hopkins, right. DeAndre Hopkins, even Kenyon Drake. Absolutely. Kenyon Drake, Absolutely. out of his mind. I think they're a good team. And I don't think anyone will dispute that they're not a good team. But I don't think they're frauds because I don't think heading into this year, I know some expectations were high. I did think the Cardinals, I did pick the Cardinals for the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm one of them. But it's not yeah. like realistically, like it was my hot take pick. And, like, again, no one really thought they'd be in this talk. And, I mean, they, they're they 6-5 and a really tough – it's not like they've had an easy schedule. I mean, it's fair. But I just – I everyone thinks that they're up there with the Rams and the Seahawks, and I just don't see it. I don't. I, I want to look – I want to look at the rest of it. I want to look at the rest of their schedule because I want to see how this is going to go. So, obviously, they lost to New England, and that's definitely – um. Um, so you got the Rams coming up. Mm-hmm. You got the Giants after that. Mm-hmm. Then the Eagles, Niners, and Rams again. I don't know how it plays out for them, but I just I don't think they're that good. Well, let's say they split with the Rams, right? Right. They're, let's say they beat the Giants and Eagles, because let's face it. Okay. It's more than likely. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at three wins. Mm-hmm. And it, then it's a question of are they better than the Niners? They are. I'll give them that. They and are. And they're at home. So 
they could end the season four and six. I I think if they win this week and they play good this week, then I'll give them more credit. But I don't know. They're not losing to New England is not good. That is not good. And another fraud team. uh, (laughs) I think everyone will agree with this. It the Steelers. Now I get they're eleven and up. I I don't get how they're eleven. I don't get it either. They have not beaten a good team. They they have they have been they're not good in the sense that they are blowing teams out. They might be the quietest eleven and zero team in NFL history. This is very much like the Packers from last year. But it, it just doesn't make sense. The Packers were not that great last year. They were mm-hmm. what nine and 0, 10 and ten and zero, ten and one, and we were all like, they're not that good. And then you know, I mean, they made it to the championship game, but they weren't that good. They lost, but they weren't that good, and they got ran all over. The Steelers team, I don't see making the AFC Championship game. No, I don't know. I don't know if the Steelers could beat the Titans. No, no, I, I don't. Absolutely I don't, not. I don't know if they can beat the Browns or the Bills. I think they can beat the Browns and the. I don't know about the Bills. Browns maybe. It's just credit to Minka Fitzpatrick though, because once they traded for him, they just like turned around immediately. No, that defense is that I will credit their defense. Their defense is outright amazing. I mean, but we always expect that with the Steelers. They always have great defenses. Yeah, and then I want to. I know we don't have it listed on our. uh, We have. Uh huh. We have a last minute entry. We have two last minute entries. Okay. Because I just we were talking about frauds and what frauds mean. Who teams that have records that have them and shouldn't? Okay. Chicago and Minnesota. (laughs) That those two teams should not be five and six. The Bears, especially, especially the Bears. I mean, the Bears are the one of the worst teams I've ever seen. The Bears are bad. It is bad. Their quarterback situation is. A dumpster fire. I feel bad for Cleo Mack. That, and that's such a shame because their defense is good. They have great wide receivers. I feel bad for Allen Robinson. Oh, he's gone. He, you got to free that man. He's gone in the offseason. Bye bye. Unless the, unless unless the Bears go get a quarterback. Yeah. Good luck. Who are you gonna <laughs> get? Sam Darnold. Bring him in. I mean, not I, that would be the one way that they fix everything. They're one of those teams. I know a lot of people say you you can't a quarterback doesn't make a team. Chicago mm-hmm. is a quarterback away. hundred percent. Chicago has everything they need to be a contender. And I'm not talking like just a playoff contender. I'm talking a deep Super Bowl contender. Like they can be a good team if they had a quarterback right. that was even right. half competent. Right. It's... So I think they're frauds for even being five and six. Same thing with the I mean the Vikings at least have more talent. I don't get where you're coming with the Vikings because I think they should be better than five and six. They should be, but that's why I think they're frauds because I don't think they're that good. I think that Kirk Cousins has shown you that getting old. Kirk Cousins. Adam Thielen has not performed. He's had some good games, but he has not been. You look at Stephon Diggs, who's killing it in Buffalo. And we always knew what he was, though. Justin Jefferson's playing good for a rookie, but is that make up for what Diggs is doing? No, no. So, all right, I can I can understand the Vikings. I get it. Yeah, the Vi- that, that's 
definitely. I would. I. I mean, the rest of them. I feel bad for Cincinnati. The Chargers, I mean, I do too, but the Chargers are also another enigma team. I want to call them frauds because I don't think they should be three and eight. But yet at the same oh, no, time, I do be. think they should be three and eight. It's just the Chargers DNA. They blow games. The, char- the Chargers are just are just so weird because Justin Herbert is breaking records. Mm-hmm. Yet they are losing every game, <laughs> and it's not like he doesn't have weapons. He has Keenan Allen. He like, oh no, he's got a squad with him. It's just they just. It's a crunch time thing. It's a team thing. It's a whole. They gotta thing. get a new coach, right? Like Anthony Lynch. No. I like Anthony Lynn. I like him too, but this isn't acceptable. That's three and eight. That's fair. I, I don't I he's gotta be on the hot seat at least. Because oh, at the, the end hot of the day, seat, but... these last minute game blows, that's gotta be on him in the play calling, right? Like it only like it's not like your talent's not performing, you know? No, yeah, I'd say he's on the hot seat, but I don't think he's gonna be gone. That's yeah. my thing with it. Yeah, because it's not like there's a lot of coaches out there who are good. Exactly. It's kind of dry. Plus, you know, you're going to have, let's face it, the Jets are going to be looking for a coach if they're smart. I mean, they have to look for a coach. Houston's looking for a coach. Eric Bieniemy, sign him up, someone. Please do it. Someone will. Someone will. They better. They don't. He's the best candidate. It's a question of who. I don't know. That's up for another day, though, because head coaching hurts my head. <laughs> head coaching is interesting. There are a lot of vacancies for GM and head coaching in the NFL, so that should be interesting. <laughs> Black Monday, get ready. Black, oh, Black Monday is going to be violent. Oh, 100%. It's not going to be pretty. It might get ugly before Black, Friday, uh, Black Monday. It could get bad. <laughs> in New York, definitely, though. In New York, 100%. So, I mean, we'll see. I mean, the week is filled. We got, like I said before, three Monday games. We got a lot going on. Hopefully, COVID doesn't ruin it again. It will. COVID just strikes when you least expect it. So, yeah. Oh, well. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, I I will say, I will give some channel updates. So, you'll probably see if you're listening to this. Um, We have social media up again, finally. Mm -hmm. Um,. (laughs) So we will be active on there. Um, well, we're going to be doing the same thing. I don't see – I mean, we'll keep the schedule for now, I would say. Um, unless something major happens, you won't see us posting more than really once a week just yet. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, mainly the James Harden trade. Oh, if that happens, I swear. I might if, lose it. If. It's going to happen. It's, it, it's coming, but we, we will see. I can't. Oh, this is gonna stink. Just, I'm just uh, I just hope that sports are a little more active this week. Just coming. Well, once you get the NBA and everything, then it's oh, really gonna start. Yeah, once the NBA season starts, it's gonna pick up the NHL, the NHL season, NFL playoffs yeah. once they start. If the NHL ever starts, let's be honest here. Yeah, I'm worried. It'll start eventually. Don't worry. I hope so. All right. Thank you guys for tuning in, and we'll see you next.